right, hello, welcome back to episode 9 of the Open Door Policy Podcast. My name's Ronnie, and as always, I'm joined by my two handsome co-hosts, Matt and Carson. Say hello, boys. How's it going, everybody? Howdy! Uh, today's episode, we got a little bit of Would You Rather. Talk about some interviews, go over some Christmas trivia, talk about Carson's Movie of the Week, and of course, end on Hot Athlete of the Week. Um, boys, let's just just jump right in, huh? Yeah, let's go ahead. You ready for this first one? Oh, we're jumping into Would You Rather already? All right, let's go. Ooh. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I don't know if you guys read this script this week. Uh, I really hope you didn't, just because I want you to be completely blind to this. Uh, the first one we have on hand is is a classic. I think I've asked you a few times, but I changed it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, would you rather have one ostrich-sized testicle or six ping-pong ball-sized testicles? Well, I already have three. Is this a problem? <laughs> Wait. Don't worry. We're all good. <laughs> Matty P is perfectly fine over here. <laughs> you said one ostrich-sized one or six ping-pong-sized one? That's a lot to carry around. Have you ever thought about six ping-pong balls? Yeah, I mean, that's... That's a lot. That's not a handful. That, that's that's two handfuls. <laughs> I mean, an ostrich egg kind of is, too. Like, you gotta, you got to cup it at the bottom. <laughs> well, you got to imagine. I mean, here's the thing. is you got six, you can kind of split the Red Sea there and carry three in each pant leg. But with one big one... you, you got to pick. It's not even you got to pick. You might have to ma- you might have to order custom pants. <laughs> yeah, you got to have an extra little p- pocket there, and you've you've also got to walk bow legged. <laughs> bow legged. Um, I think I got to go with the six. I think it's easier to conceal. Conceal, don't feel. You're walking around with one giant testicle as well. Hundred percent. One giant testicle. One con- os- one ostrich egg. In my pants. His wiener's gonna look like James and the Giant Peach. You know? just... <laughs> He's gonna waddle everywhere. He's gonna be hanging out on top. Um, <laughs> here, how would you explain that to a significant other? Like at any point? Oh, you don't explain it. Like, you, hey, you just have to. You have to take your pants off and hope. Don't explain it. No, I don't like what, that. What are you just gonna leave her questioning? Yeah, what happens well, if you have one, what, one, you're talking about the giant one, you're going to tell her that you, you used to have two giant ones and I have one, is that what you're going to say? No, I'm, I'm just going to take my pants off and then hope, what would you rather have? I'd rather go with six. Mm, Carson out on his own island here. On to our next one here, boys. This one this one is, isn't as dirty. Apologize to our audience. Uh, this one, would you rather have every song you listen to turn into All Star by Smash Mouth or every movie you turn in, you watch turn into Shrek? Is it like, so hold on, is it Shrek via animation or are the characters that I'm watching playing out Shrek? Matt, you are trying to gigabrain this and I respect it. <laughs> every movie, you're the only one that's going to notice it. It slowly turns into a Shrek One. Not not the characters on screen turning like pl- acting as Shrek One. It, it it turns into Shrek One. Same with the music. Every time you're midway through, a quarter of the way through, it turns into All Star by Smash Mouth. I think I like music too much, so I gotta go with the movie turns into Shrek One. What? Oh man! I like music too much. That is a hot. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how many times I can jam out to All Star and I'd be okay with it, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Well, Ronnie, Ronnie, think, think about it. There, you would no longer be able to ever listen to my beautiful Dark Fantasy album by Kanye. That's that's tough to give there we up. Go. You just broke him. Yep, you just broke him. That's tough. That's tough. But I'd never be able to get watch. You would never be able to watch Moneyball again. or the Departed. Oh, the Departed. Are you a co-op? That's tough. Carson, what are you picking? I, uh, I'm picking. I'm picking All Star by Smash Mouth. I could rock out to that for days, years on end. Classic. I could see you playing that at your 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 first child's birth. <laughs> hey, you manifest destiny at that point. That's not the term at all. Manifest Destiny referred to us going out west. Not well, I know, but I'm saying I'm yet to manifest his future. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm moving on to the next one. Oh. Would you guys rather fight a chicken to death every time you get in your car or fight 365 chickens once a year? 
for the daily one, I say no. You gotta you gotta fist fight the chicken. Oh no 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 no! I meant for the 365. Do I have weapons? I figured the daily one I have to manhandle. 365. I'm gonna give you. I'll give you like a like a Swiss Army knife. Every day I'd have to fight a chicken. Every time I get in my car, or just once a day. No no. Every time you got into your car. That's a lot more than 365 chickens. Yeah, I'm fighting 365 chickens at once. It's a lot of. It's a, I mean, as easy That's so many as chickens. easy as it would be. Yeah, but it's just, like once and done. Yeah, but imagine going on a first date and having to explain that. <laughs> you open the door. Uh, Uber, have her drive. <laughs> have her pick you up. But I think I'd fight 365 chickens. I'm fighting 365. Clean, sweet, baby. Okay. I'm glad yeah. we're all on the same page there. Would you rather be stoned to death by pickles or drown in mayonnaise? I'm drowning in mayonnaise. I would be swimming Long stroking it. No, you're drowning. You I know, but I was swimming it for a little while at least. You, you, can you imagine how disgusting it would be to breathe in Stone mayonnaise? Stone death by pickles. Are we talking like slices, or are we talking like those full like ballpark? I'm pickles? talking like the the what, what are those ones that come in the back at the gas station? The hot mamas. <laughs> okay, I'm getting stoned to death by pickles because I'm not. I don't. I'm not a big big enough fan of mayonnaise to <laughs> die that way. To breathe in it. And I'm also scared of drowning, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid of drowning in general. I just, I couldn't imagine trying to take a breath of life and then inhaling a mouthful and nose full of mayonnaise. Yeah, it's got to be the pickles. Uh, Matt, you said you had one? I do, I do. This was a common question we used to ask in uh, AMA. Would you rather poop a pine cone Mm -hmm. or poop Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a full baby pool's amount worth of mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. So you literally just have to spoon out mayonnaise into... No, like you poop it out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I wasn't hearing the second poop out. Now, here's a very important question. How's this pine cone coming out? Because there's two distinct directions this could go. The wrong way. One way is very pointy. It's the wrong way. It's not the right way. It's catching everything on the way out, Carson. That thing is coming out like bristle brush cleaning like a hydro flask that sucker is cleaning you out i mean i'd be clean but i am blasting to the moon with mayonnaise yeah i'd rather i'd rather do that i'm a mayonnaise guy myself how big is a is a normal kiddie pool how big is a normal piggy kiddie pool i don't know i'm talking like those plastic ones though that you like see outside of home oh i know 30 gallons seven and a half gallons really that's it oh that's easy totally doable dude that's so much I'm, i'm agreeing with you i'm doing it but that's so much what was the violent one you had? Oh, would you rather fight a silverback gorilla or a great white shark? Um, for the gorilla, I'll give you a rubber mallet, and for the great white shark, uh, another Swiss Army knife. I'm, I'm taking the great white shark. This just reminds me of the Dane Cook segment where <laughs> he's talking about this guy who went surfing. He got this like big chunk taken out of him. And he's like, I don't think I'd ever go surfing again. And the guy's back out there. He goes, well, how'd you get rid of the... He goes, a shark bit me. He goes, how'd you get rid of the shark? He goes, I punched it in the nose, and it just swam away. Like, yeah. He goes, if I'm a shark, and I, like, take a bite out of somebody, like, "Ah," and you, like, punch me in the nose, I'm not like, oh, okay, you win. (laughs) It pissed me off as a shark. Well, luckily, you have a Swiss Army knife and not not just your fist. So are you taking on a great white shark as well? Silverback gorillas are are mean, man. Yeah, I think I'm taking on the shark. I think I'd rather fight a gorilla. I, I would take on the shark for one reason and one reason only. I feel like it would be a quicker death if I lose. Against a shark? I think so too. I feel like a silverback gorilla would be maniacal and like draw, draw it out. I feel like I'd get my skull punched in and I think I'd die. But with the shark, I feel like I'd get bit and then dragged to the bottom of the ocean and drown or bleed out. I think you'd bleed out faster because it's gonna go for it's gonna go for one of your appendages. It has a main artery on every single one of them. I think you'd bleed out fast enough that I'd die fast. Should I, I don't think I don't. Do we have a major artery in every limb? Don't you have one under each arm and then in your thigh? Yeah, I don't know the femoral artery and uh, I forget I forget what this one's called. I don't called. think you do. You have one in your arm? Should I call Doctor Alex? Call him. This is the first phone a friend, ladies and gentlemen. Can you guys hear him? Yeah. Hey, buddy, what are you doing? Nothing, what are you doing? Oh, you're just hanging out. Hey, you're on the podcast. I'm on the podcast? Yes, yes. Uh, we have a question for you. We're arguing um, if you'd rather fight a great white shark with a pocket knife, or sorry, Swiss Army knife, or a silverback gorilla with a rubber mallet. And I'm opting for blunt force, blunt force death with the gorilla. 
they're opting out to be eaten and then dragged to the bottom of the ocean. But we did have an argument or a question. Do you have a, a major artery in every appendage? Yeah. What's the one under yes, the What's the one in the arms? The one in the arms? Mm-hmm. Like your brachial artery? Boom, brachial roasted. artery. That's what it is. Don't roast me. I was asking an honest question, and I didn't deny you guys. That's fair. What, what would you rather do? Would you rather fight a, a great white shark or die to a silverback gorilla? I mean, if you're fastening us with a knife, it's a great white shark. you got the, the eyes and the nose. Well, you're in the ocean. I mean, how fast yeah. can you move? That's true. People have done it, though. Have they? Has someone killed I me? Mean, Wasn't there a thing where you could just, like, bop them on the nose and you're good? Oh, no. Oh, well, people say that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you'd rather fight a shark is what you're saying? Yeah, because I don't think your blunt force trial would take some time. You don't think I, a, a, a gorilla would crush my skull in one swing? Unless he hits you in the head, but most likely he's not going to hit you in the head, right? You get stomped on. Looks like I made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, I'll let you get back to being a doctor. Bye, man. All right, bye-bye. But you guys are correct. Um, you could bleed out a lot faster. Moving on to our next segment, uh, we want to talk about interviews. Um, not necessarily about ourselves, but... Um, just interviews in the meantime. Matt, you have been looking for a new job, and you've been interviewing all over the place. I just had an interview today. I'm going to go ahead and just throw that out there. Um, don't know what's going to happen with it, uh, but we'll leave it there. But uh, So I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about things uh, involving an interview. You know, Surprisingly, it was in person for myself, um, not over Zoom. I know, Matt, you've had a ton of Zoom meeting or Zoom interviews. Yeah. And well, how do you feel about those? To be honest, uh, they've been they've been a bit weird. I mean, I do like them because they kind of get that first like interview out of the way, but yet you still get that kind of like face to face contact. So like it's better. It's kind of an upgrade from a phone interview, but not really. Mm-hmm. I would just say the weirdest one I've had over this time. This guy took it in his car. Like I had an, I had an call interview in his car? where the interviewer was in his car interviewing me. Uh, he might have been in a company car or whatever interviewing me. That was the weirdest situation I've had with that. <clears throat> what was the job for? Was he like driving? Or he was, was he riding because he was not driving. I don't know if he was in a town car or if he was in an Uber or whatever. I just saw the earth moving around him, and he was in a car. That's weird. What was the company? It was. It was a. So I can tell you what kind of job it was. It was a sales job. Um, it was a sales and marketing job, but it just. It was a very weird interview, and it kind of. So it was. Almost, so I say that this step of like Zoom interviews was nice because it was like a little more formal than a phone interview, but like this interview that he had with me there seemed like it was something he could do over a phone. Just wasn't very, it just didn't seem very well put together. Yeah, especially if you're sitting in a car going all over the place. It doesn't feel like, it feels like it could have been a phone interview if he's not going to take it that seriously. Yeah, I agree. So is, is that the worst interview you've ever had? No, um... Worst interview I ever had was it was one where I walked into the company and they asked me what my plan was for the next five years and I basically told them what my plan was and at the time I thought that was my plan but I as being new to interviews at that time because I had just um, just graduated being new to interviews at that time I had no clue how to interview or what to do. So, like, I thought they were just asking a basic question, and I I answered it honestly. Like, that was my honest-to-God truth, what I thought my answer, or future was going to be. But, like, I didn't tailor it to the company, so, like, they were not in my future because, for some reason, I thought that that was the way that was supposed to go. I was going to tell them that I wanted to go this way, and I had a plan that I thought that's the way my life was going to go, and they weren't in my future, and, yeah, um, that didn't go well. Well, hey, you, you got to learn somewhere, right? You do. And at every interview you have is a learning experience. That's why when Ronnie says I've been on a ton, there were several of them that, like, I knew I didn't want the job when I went into the interview over this corona period, but I went into the interview just for experience for, like, future interviews. That's smart. Carson, what's one of the worst interviews you've ever had? Um, Mine would – it was with this company – Um. Shoot, what was it called? Uh, start with a D. It was like Dominion Marketing or something like that, or like do- Domination Marketing. Like it was aggressive, it was some, like odd name. 
Yeah, it was very aggressive. I remember that. But they uh, basically, you've been in Sam's Club, and you have the DirecTV guys that try and sell you subscriptions. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was. Oh. It was it was a outside sales job doing that. Which the the way the way they explained it, the I mean, it was kind of a cool concept. But it was it was mean as a pyramid scheme is what it is. You start on a team, and then after like two months, you're promoted to managing a team of five, where you have your own store and like your own numbers and like that type of thing. Um, minded, I didn't really know that going know exactly what it was going into it. Um, and then uh, walked into the office, and they had a rug, a lawn chair, um, <laughs> a uh, like a folding table set up for a, for a front desk. And then they took us back, like the office wasn't furnished at all. And they took us back to a, um, or I say back. The when, when I walk in, I sat down and there was they were having this meeting in one of the back rooms that there was absolutely no furniture. It's just this blank room, and the, it looked like they were having like a fake meeting almost, like they wanted to look look official. And then they came in, took me took me back for the interview, and I, they offered me the job on the spot. But literally, I mean, it was just the entire experience was just it was not right. Hmm. Like there was a lot of something fishy going I've been on. Several there. Of those. I've been in several of those. I've been in one where I can't remember. I think it was like advantage. I think you're right. It was a very aggressive like first word, like advantage marketing or sales or whatever. And they said they wanted you looking for sports minded mm-hmm. marketing people. I was all about the job, man. Pumped. I went to go shadow, and I'm selling sports packages at a freaking Sam's Club. Yeah, it's, that's exactly what this got was. Got another product. Uh, I think one of the worst ones I had was uh, it was right. It was before I moved back to to DFW. I was um, trying to get a job with Wells again, like just trying to transfer up. And there was one kind of opened up about thirty minutes from where I was living, uh, just because of traffic, not too bad. And so I went to go. I, I came up like midday or like in the morning, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And um, I came in like the night before and then the day of the interview, woke up, went to the interview and it was for the same position I had. So I didn't really prep for it and I kind of shot myself in the foot. But the whole time I just didn't feel right. I just felt like really kind of crappy and down in the dumps. And then um, when I got back to College Station, I started feeling really bad the next day and went to the doctor and ended up having strep throat. So like I had strep in the middle of my interview. Um, and that was just like the worst one. I just couldn't get my thoughts straight, felt like crap. And it, it, I didn't get the job obviously cause I don't work for Wells anymore, but, um, that would happen to be the worst interview ever had. I guess I've had one of those situations too. Whenever I, um, interviewed for U of H, I got called and I had the flu that week. That phone interview I thought was my worst interview I've ever been a part of. I was uh, like I could, I remember calling my parents afterwards and this was while I was in between um in between jobs I was looking for a new one I found that one pumped about it back in the sports world called my mom and dad I was like it didn't go well didn't go well next thing you know they contact me and they offer me a job well hey worked out pretty good then they must have liked you they might, maybe thought your voice sounded really cool when you had the flu well I did say I was sick I didn't tell her what I was sick with so maybe they took that mm. into account. But like I told her I had the flu whenever I got there to the office, and they were like, oh, wow, no, we couldn't have picked that up. Oh, that's good. Uh, what about your best interviews? My Personally, my best interviews have always been like on a second or third round whenever you're you're like relatively comfortable with the company already. Or I can't have a background on the position and whatnot. The, the, you had, you're basically out of the – the first interview jitters or first date jitters, I guess if you want to put yeah. it that way. Cause I mean, that's all an interview is, is a date, but, but yeah, no, it's a, like it, I, I've had, I've had interviews with, uh, with, uh, with an SVP of sales that reports directly to the CEO and that's it. And I mean, the, the, I feel like those are the ones that always go the best for me at least. That's good. You get a little more comfortable. I think I've had yeah. two instances where I've had 
two interviews that I was like, I walked out of them and I was like, I got that job. Um, and one of them was like, uh, it was back pretty recently after I graduated college, I went and interviewed for an internship um, with the Houston Texans, interviewed with an internship with them. And like, I got into that room and at the time, who I was interviewing with um, was the two of the head customer service rep ticket people. I didn't know that at the time, but like I thought they were the like hiring managers. So like I got into them and then one of the other managers entered the room partway through the interview. <clears throat> but like just the energy that I had with them, like some of the questions they asked, like I, they asked me what my favorite sport was. I said baseball and immediately the guy across the table was like, he like gave me this look like, okay, uh, who's your favorite team? And I was like, oh, I'm an Astros fan. <laughs> and he goes, okay, we'll be good. He was a Cardinals fan. So if I were to say the Cubs, he said we were going to have some problems. Uh, it was just, <laughs> yeah, I vibed with the team uh, really well. And then um, I've had another one that, like, it was a shadowing that you went out to. And, like, it was just it's so much easier to see the job happen and make sure you're a good fit for it. And like that, I've felt like that went really well. Cause like they could see whether I was a good fit for it. And it just seemed to be the right position for both of us. Yeah, that's good. And that's the one you just landed, right? That is, that is the newest job I just landed at, uh, at, uh, the hero golf tour. Yeah. Congrats, man. We're excited for you, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I think I, I just had one uh, today and it went really well. Um, I felt very confident and you know, walking in, I was a little nervous, felt under, not underprepared, but under, um, underqualified, uh, just cause I don't have that piece of paper with my name on it. And, um, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm, I, like I'm inadequate when it comes to that stuff. But, uh, listening to a couple of the other guys that were in there with me, it was a, a man and a woman, um, around the same age probably, but listening to them and realizing they don't have very much like, uh, workplace experience I kind of made myself feel a little bit better um, the way they were answering questions and kind of using it as a, a platform to stroke their ego and not really answer the questions they were asked made me feel a lot better um, so hopefully I hear back something here in the next week um, but uh, I think it went well too, man. so we'll see yeah hoping it works out um, you know, I like my current job I like my current boss it's just uh, I think we've talked about in the past not too much you know vertical uh, growth for me so I think that this is a good spot that I hopefully land in and um, have a good future in, but we'll see. Um, what, what would be, Carson, I feel like you and you were kind of someone, I mean, obviously all the guys and um, a few other of our friends that I reached out to for advice on the interview, but what uh, kind of advice would you give out to maybe some of our listeners that are looking for a new job or even um, ha snagged an interview and, and moving on to that level? What would you, what would kind of word of advice or uh, a couple things would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's all about being prepared. Because I, I mentioned it a few minutes ago that really an interview is all about you're you're going you're going on a date with a company and you're trying to to impress a company is what you're trying to do. Um, when you're going on a date, you can't necessarily do research on who you're going on that date with, or well, you can, but that's considered <laughs> stalking. But um, whenever, whenever it's in, in an interview setting, you, I mean, you can do all, all the research in the world. You can figure out exactly what the, um, what the job entails, uh, recent acquisitions in the company, things like that, stuff that might, might affect you. Um, but being as prepared as possible is definitely important. Um, hitting the, the big, like the big questions that every, you get asked in every interview, strengths, weaknesses. Um, where, where you see yourself in five years, questions like those, having something prepared so that you're not fumbling over your words in the moment. Hint, include um, that company in your five-year plan. <laughs> yeah, that's something yes, we learned. Yeah, definitely do that too. Yeah. Stroke every, every question or every answer you have to a question towards that company. Um, minded, you, you don't necessarily want to lie to them, but you can, bend your your answer to the to to fit the position i guess would be it's the best way to put it it's just the way it. you tailor your um, resume to the application yeah tailor your answer to the company no that's a good so it may not be the most like 
true, like not truth answer. It may not be the most straightforward answer that you're looking for, but like make sure that it's tailored toward whatever position you're going to do. No, that's a good point. And, you know, I met up with um, our friend Nathan who helped me get prepared for the interview. And, and Carson, you make a really good point is uh, one of the questions that, that one of the guys asked during the interview was, um, you know, what did you do to prepare for this interview? Um, what research did you do on the company and the position? And I told him, I was like, you know, I spent a lot of time on the website looking at the, the monuments or the monumental moments in the company, um, looking at the history and seeing what you guys have done, not only uh, for the industry, but, you know, for society. Um, having, you know, what, what milestones you guys were helping with in the world when it came to um, racial in, in, you know, insensitivities or racial monuments or milestones, um, gender stuff. Even that, and then even what's going on through the COVID, you know, looking at the response to that. And then um, Nathan made a good point. is like, hey, listen, I, I know this person, or I know that they're going to be looking for these kind of answers. You know, he's like, they're going to be looking for someone who's very yeah. much team-oriented. And I didn't tailor or lie about my answers, but I definitely, like, emphasized, you know, how much teamwork went on in there. Like, um, I didn't talk about, yeah. you know, our first job at Maroon U together, um, but I, I could have definitely been like, it was a team thing. Everything we did during game day was we had to make sure everyone showed up on time so that we can support each other and help each other make sure the store doesn't fall to crap and light on fire and the whole place burned down. Like, So um, you're right, you're tailoring your, your resume to a position, but also tailoring your, your potential answers to kind of what they're looking for. Um, I, I spent all day yesterday... Um, I was driving back from, from Louisville and the whole time I was like asking myself questions, you know, like give us a time that you had to deal with a hard customer. And I was like, boom, here's my answer. You know, this is how I figured it out. This is who I worked with. You know, this is why mm -hmm. I did it this way. Um, you know, they didn't even ask, you know, what our, our biggest strengths or weaknesses were, or even our five-year plan, which was different, but yeah. they did ask really good questions. Uh, one of the one they asked is like, um, give us a time where you received feedback from a supervisor. How did you grow from that? And did you have to change anything? And I was like, Oh, I've never been asked that question before. So just, just very interesting, but being prepared, I was able to, yeah. to kind of fish one out of the back of my mind from um, my, one of my first weeks at Wells Fargo. So I was able to do that. So it was, um, yeah, I'd never gotten that question, but yeah, being prepared and doing your research is a great piece of advice. And you, you bring up a good point that if, if you happen to know somebody that also works for the company where if you're in a position where you're getting referral from them or something along those lines, use that connection and, and make sure that you are, um, you're getting as much, as much of a step up as you, as you possibly can, basically. Cause if, if, if you're getting a referral from somebody, their neck is, is as much on the line, if not more than, as it is with you. So that's something to definitely keep in mind too. But I mean, ultimately it just comes down to having confidence in, in, mm -hmm. in the room. And then a really big thing that most people won't, don't do is uh, follow up. Um, you don't necessarily, I know I told you, Ronnie, to, um, to email before the interview as well, but definitely send a follow up email as well. Um, day of, and then if you if you did, don't hear back a few days after, be sure to continue to follow up, especially if it's something that you that you really want to do and you haven't heard back. Just keep on following up because ultimately, you're if you don't get the job the first time, you're still going to be in the hopper at that point. If you continue to follow up, that just continues to build with the with whoever your recruiter is. But uh, yeah, very excited to see what happens, Matt. Again, super proud of you, buddy. Happy to see. Um, What's next for you? Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. You guys ready to get a little jolly? I am ready. Oh, I'm, I'm always ready to get jolly. See, uh, getting a little jolly. What is this? No, he he didn't put any of them on there. Oh, no, I didn't put any of them on there. You guys are not going to be able to Google nothing, son. I got ripped. Dude, I already got ripped apart. I had a li So we have a uh, listener that uh, is staying at our house right now. And, uh, you know, he... Gave me a hard time about my knowledge of Halloween candies, man. Gave me a hard time. I thought it was going to be uh, how poorly both of you did in the fifth grader one. Well, hey. he hasn't listened to that one yet. Oh. But he gave me a hard time about the Halloween candies, and then he listened. He got a sneak peek of last week's episode, and he gave me a hard time for not knowing what you'll shoot your eye out at. Yeah, come on. I mean, honestly, that is the biggest disappointment of 2020 for me. As you guys don't even know a classic line 
from a, uh, a classic Christmas movie. That is the biggest disappointment in 2020. <laughs> that is the biggest disappointment. That? You're going to hang your hat on that? I'm going to hang on my hat on you guys going over uh, on this one real quick. Um, you guys just want to do a... Ofer? Oh, to, yeah. I don't know about Ofer. You guys want to do a crapshoot? Just like first one to say the answer gets it? No, no, that's that's gonna that's not going to work. Okay, okay. Yeah. Here we go. I'll, uh, I'll, Matt, heads or tails? Tails, because tails never hey, fails, series. baby. Madden 2012. Carson, you're going for... Ha <laughs> bitch! <laughs> Carson, do... Do more Americans get real or artificial trees? Artificial, hands down. Ding, ding, baby. Carson's right. That's one point for Carson. Matt, which department store was featured in the film Miracle on 34th Street? Macy's? Ding, ding, baby. That's one for Matt. We're tied up, dude. You guys are doing great. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) How many reindeer were in the story Twas the Night Before Christmas? Seven, it isn't it? Eight, sir. So close. Damn. No, I, I, I thought I thought it was in, in odd number because there was one off the front that was because it was two, 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 and then one off the front. There's eight. Matt, you look like you know. Oh, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Listen. Damn. <laughs> Why do you know that? I was gonna Google it. Why do you know that? <laughs> Why do I know that? Because that's one of my favorite lines. From Jingle All the Way, baby. They have to know the eight reindeer, and he's running to the radio station singing Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, all the way to the radio station. <laughs> That's not something. <laughs> to win himself a Turbo Man. Matt, what does Buddy the Elf congratulate a diner on on his first day in New York City? Oh, world's best cup of coffee. World's best cup of coffee. Congratulations. That's correct. I'll be honest. I I would have missed that one. I I have not. I haven't seen Elf in a very long. You time. You watch Die Hard every year, but you don't watch Elf. Yeah, Buddy the Elf. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I realize the, the inconsistency in my story. Disgusting. Uh Carson, this one's for you, buddy. What made Frosty the Snowman come to life? The kids wish for it. Matt, do you want to steal? It's the magic in his hat, man. It's the hat. Damn. Matt is up three to one. Matt. Back to you, buddy. What does the word Hanukkah mean? Oh, come on, man. Come on. We've got to throw a little Hanukkah in there. I don't know. Carson, you got any guesses? No, not, not a clue. It means dedication. Huh. Carson, what is the highest yes. grossing Christmas movie of all time? Die Hard. I might take a point away from you. In all seriousness, I would say um, White Christmas. No. No. I will have to say to defend defend Carson there, I did ask both my dad and our surprise guest listener if Die Hard was a Christmas movie. They both agreed. So I did shortly tell them right after that their opinion didn't matter, Uh, but... (laughs) Matt, we're gonna we're gonna jump to you then. We're gonna go ahead and give you uh, the chance what, what, to steal. What is oh, never mind, never mind. What is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? I have a chance to steal. Um, mm-hmm. well, if we're going off your Christmas movies, it's gotta be Harry Potter. But since we're going off regular Christmas movies, <laughs> um, Elf. Sorry, sir. It is The Grinch. Oh, I should have known that. The one with Jim Carrey or the newest one. No, the one with Benedict Cumberbund. Benedict Cumbersnatch. Oh, I would not have guessed that. I would have guessed Jim Carrey. Yeah, no, it, for the longest time it was Home Alone. Just recently. Oh. Just overtook oh. it. $511 million. I, I, do, I, I do want to explain my guess. I guess White Christmas because it's so old and it's still so popular today. Carson, I've never seen that movie in my life. You've never seen White Christmas? No. It's still three to one. Uh, what year did Santa Claus first appear on a Coca-Cola ad? Oh, no. It's got to be before the 90s, so it's got to be in the 80s somewhere, right? I'm going to go 86. Tell you. Carson, do you have a guess? Because that is incorrect. I'm going to go... I want to guess 70s, but I don't know when, it, when... I don't even know when Coke was founded. I See, that's why I guess a little later, because I didn't want to... Coke is a very I, old I want to guess 70s. I'm going to go with 73. Do I need to guess... Do we need to go further back than that? Yes. I'm telling you. I'm going old brand. 
Carson, I'll give you one more shot. 42. 1931. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Coke's good on you, Coke. All right. Still, still three to one. <laughs> this one's kind of a give me, Carson. Uh, who was the star of the Christmas movie Jingle All the Way? No, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's correct. Matt, that would have been perfect. I'll be honest with you, I almost missed that. I, I, in my head, I was like, what the, what the, which movie is that? Okay, boys, here's one that if but you don't get, it. I might just disconnect from this Discord call. Oh, no. You're putting an awful lot of pressure on me. Matthew. I mean, here's the thing. If Carson gets it, he ties. Okay. Okay. If Carson steals it, he ties. Okay. Matt, why couldn't Ralphie have a BB gun for Christmas in a Christmas story? Because oh, he would have shot his eye out. Shut the door on Carson. Hey. That's a W, baby. You can tell your special guest listener that you're a winner today. I am a winner. <laughs> Carson, let's go ahead and swing on over to you, buddy. Hopefully none of the movies you watched this week turned into Shrek. Um, but what you what you watch to this, this week? Well, what would you watch 30 minutes before we started recording? I, I, might, I might watch Shrek tonight. And, yes, I did watch it 30 minutes, boom, before we recorded because I wanted it to be fresh. I want to be fresh in my mind, make sure I was ready for our listeners to bring them the best review possible. And I watched, drumroll please, The Christmas Chronicles, Netflix original. Is that with Kurt Russell? Netflix original, okay. Yeah, it's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Now, Matt, I will tell you, this movie would be right up your alley for one reason and one reason only, because I know Santa Claus is one of your, one of if not your favorite Christmas movie of all time. Okay. And this is very much akin to it. Okay. It, it's 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 obviously newer, but it it the the general idea of it, like he, the Santa even goes to goes to jail at one point. Uh, they do the whole what's your name thing. Like they, there's like a, there's some similarities okay. there. So is this just a rip off um, of Santa Claus? Is that what I'm getting here? Is this the summary? It's not. It is not a ripoff of Santa Claus because Santa Claus does not change. Okay. The the general general idea behind it is that uh, he crashes and then he the kids that crash him because the the kids were trying to catch him basically um, the kids that catch him help him complete his rounds of delivering the delivering presents is, is essentially the the idea idea behind it. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. But uh, the I, it, it was very much so uh, Santa Claus meets Jack Frost. Now, have you ever seen? Have you ever watched Jack no. Frost? I have. I have because that was really? with uh, uh, what's his name? Batman. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Solid movie. Yeah, it's 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 kind of kind of like that in that it's the it kind of has the same kind of. Um, gen- general idea of of Santa Claus, but it's the the kid the kids lo- have lost their dad and are tra- searching for an answer type of thing. Like it's it, it's good, it's good. It's kind of a Santa Claus meets meets Jack Frost thing. Okay. But um, I would definitely I would definitely su- suggest giving it a watch. Uh, I watched the Christmas Chronicles. Um, came out in 2018. There is a new one, Christmas Chronicles two. That has come out this year, 2020. Um, not not sure if I will do. I don't know. I don't like sequels. Uh, but you see, I was looking online, and the reviews I was reading was that the second one was actually much much better. Hmm. So I don't know. Ha- have not watched it. So up in the air on that. But um, I, I I can't I can get get behind suggesting the first one, Christmas Chronicles, Kurt Russell movie. Um, I mean, it's good. It has it has some good action in it. That it's a kind of a cool take on um, the the season and what it's all about. It even it makes a, it makes a really good reference to Santa Claus. Uh, what's the uh, the kid's name? Charlie. Charlie Charlie Plummer. Uh huh. There's a there's a character in um in in Christmas Chronicles that his name is Charlie Plummer. He's like a He's like a convict and stuff, but yeah, they they make a a, a, refer, a reference to to Santa Claus in that way. So it, it was it was pretty good, but it did pose a question to me because the um kind of one of the things that the the kid uh, one of the kids 
his since they lost his dad, he wanted to be able to to tell him w- one last thing, basically, like it was a surprise when they lost him. I could be able to want to say one last thing to him. If y'all could ask or say one thing to someone who has passed away, what would it be? And I know I asked this to y'all earlier today because I, I know it's a little bit of a tougher question. It's a little bit of a tougher question. Uh, I think I brainstormed a little bit. And um, I would thank my mom's parents for just being an influence on me and everything they've done for me and everything they've done for me moving forward in my life. I would thank them and make sure I told them I love them one more time. Uh, I have this cross stitch that I carry around with me to every um, house I've ever been in. It may not always hit the wall, but um, I always keep it with me because it was something my grandmother gave me before she passed. Well, I didn't want to cry tonight. You asked me this earlier, and you know I struggled kind of figuring out who to talk to uh, or who I would want to speak to. I'm not really sure who I would single out. I think it would be kind of hard to single out one person that's passed. Um, I think one person that I would want to say one last thing would be um, there was a, a a kid that I used to, to lead um, back when I was in high school and then uh, my freshman year in college. He, he passed away um, when he was 13 and uh, when I was a freshman in college. And uh, I think if I had one more opportunity just to kind of talk to him and tell him how proud of him I was, um, even at that young age, I'd probably take that opportunity to do so. Yeah, um, Carson, can you ask a different question so we don't want to uh, cry tonight? We don't want to end on that, but I want to hear your answer, Carson, before we yeah. move on to the next one. Mine's mine's a, a, along the same lines as, as yours, Matt. I've I've been I've been fortunate in that my I haven't experienced a whole lot of loss in my life. When I, I mean, thank God for that. Um, but I I didn't I lost my grandpa when I was six or seven, and I was too young to really comprehend it I guess would be the best way to put it um but I mean I very I very distinctly remember my grandpa but I never got to say bye or anything like that and if I if I had the ability to to share share a beer with with my grandfather I would take every opportunity for for that to happen uh, have you guys ever seen the movie about time no I haven't would recommend it I'm not going to spoil it for you now uh, but basically um the main character in it, uh, Rachel Mc, Rachel McAdams is in it, but the uh, the main guy in it gets a chance to talk to his dad after he's passed, and it's it's a really good it's a really good movie. I'd recommend it. It's it's a tearjerker for sure. But um, Carson, I, I would recommend it. It doesn't turn into Shrek or Die Hard, but it's a it's a pretty dang good one, and it's pretty depressing. Um, I did want to kind of cheer us up a bit. I, I googled this movie to look into it, and I need to know two things. One, what's your score? And two, why? What is going on with the elves in this movie? <laughs> the, the they're completely CGI'd. The they're, the elves it's it's more. I, I feel like it's more realistic. Like I'm, it's different than what on. It's different than what every other Christmas story has been in the past because it normally depicts them as, as children, something along those lines. But the, I mean, these are just fantasy creatures. It's yeah, just, they look like little they furries. Like they're, they're creepy. They're in no way, shape, or form human. Yeah. And you're okay yeah. with that? They're little furries. Yeah. No. I mean, it it it, it played well. It, it worked. It, it definitely worked. There was one that uh, wanted to uh, chop a guy in half with a chainsaw. I. I are Are you at a loss of words there? I don't know Ronnie? what to say to you. Uh, what are you giving this movie? What's your score? I, I'm gonna give it a six. I, I do I do think it's uh, it's it's worth watching. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't give it Christmas classic by any means, um, but I, I I could definitely see it being put in a in a in a, a Christmas rotation okay. for movies. Is that because Kurt Russell's in it? Honestly, I think yes, because it, Kurt Russell definitely brings a certain star power to it. Um, he's just kind of that a straightforward, little bit of a naughty Santa. Kind of, kind of thing. Why did you use that word? Naughty or nice? Okay, no. kind of a thing this time of year. He's not right? saying it's like <laughs> naughty, Santa. He's naughty. Ew, dude. This isn't like Fifty Shades of Grey naughty. <laughs> this is like naughty as if he's been a bad kid all week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like that. 
like he like he he steals a car. Like he he's not like your like average. He's not your average Santa. Put it that way. Is this like bad Santa? I mean, he's not like he's not as bad as bad Santa, but yes. So same same idea. Billy Bob Thornton in that movie. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton does bad Santa. I I did I did have one more question to uh, to to cheer us up because I I did realize how how heavy how heavy that question Let's was. Cheer. Yeah. Um. But there's a there's a scene in this. It's at the very beginning, where obviously they're trying to catch Santa on film and whatnot, as a lot of kids try to do to try and keep, catch Santa when they're growing up and giving, giving out presents. Um, Wait, hold on, is Santa not real? I don't know if y'all ever ever tried, but if if you did, what did you do? And if you how would you change it nowadays? But if you didn't, how would you do it? I'm personally it? still looking for him to this day. Having your knowledge now. How would we try to catch Santa? Yeah. Bear trap in the fireplace. Solid pick. I feel like his suit would definitely have have something. I have like no that. idea. We don't have a fireplace at our house now. And I know Santa Claus, the movie, kind of helps with that. But, like, I don't even know where a fireplace would mysteriously just, like, pop up for Santa here. So... To be honest, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I set up some booby traps this year. See if we can't catch him. Yeah, get some Ooh. call traps. Set up some booby traps. Maybe some good old Home Alone booby traps, like marbles and shit on the floor. Ooh. Yeah. You just plug an iron in and wait for him to walk by so we can slam him in the face. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think I would definitely have to go with with a camera, a, a camera fashion, because you know you know where he's going to be at one point. He's going to be around the tree. So whether you do, maybe you put a camera in the star somehow, you find a way to put one in an ornament, or if you stick one in a corner and face it towards the tree, something along those lines. Well, we'll find out December 26th, boys. I can't believe we're about to be on our third major holiday while recording. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> we didn't st- we didn't start mid-July. <laughs> Don't crap on my milestone here, okay? I'm excited. Anyway, we're rounding it off. Hot Athlete of the Week. Doing it a little different this week, and in, in, in that just being, we uh, we went out to the public. Uh, not really the public. We asked our buddy Casey to ask his significant other who she thought was hot. Um, and do you guys want to take a guess? Uh, I'll give you one one hint. He is the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Travis Kels. Jason Witten, as it should be. It's Travis Kels, I think. Travis Kelsey, yes. Travis Kels. Yeah, whatever. Travis Kelsey. For a tight end. Let me look at Pete. I would love to spend a day with this man. Hey, hey. 100%. Travis Kelsey, low-key the dude. He is the dude. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get my right. He's hot. He's hot as he's hot as hell. And here's the thing. Okay. He looks alone. I, I'll give it to you. He's good as shit. Yeah, so I'm going to say I'd love to spend a day with him, but I'm going to need oh, some yeah. more information before I give my rating because I'm going to be a little tougher. I'm going to be a little tougher from now on. I'm not going to yeah, give it just probably on still gonna give it. This man is 6'5", okay. 260. This boy big. He a, he a beefy boy. Uh, he is from Westlake, Ohio. Didn't know that. He went to the University of Cincinnati. Go Bearcats. Yeah, the Chick-fil-A school. Yes, he, he went to Chick-fil-A school. That is correct. Here, let me bring up some accolades of his career. Um, he has one ring. He got drafted in 2013, has one ring. He is a five-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-First Pro, uh-huh. and he is part of the NFL 2010 All-Decade team. Doesn't surprise me. And as of last week, as of last week, he has five 1,000-yard seasons, which is the most that any tight end has ever had. Jeez. Yeah. Do you guys want to know his 40-time at the Columbine? I do want to know uh, his 40 <laughs> Okay. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Oh, man. He must have gotten out of there quick if he made it out. <laughs> what was it, Ronnie? At the combine. He ran a four six one. Oh, at the combine. Okay. Wow. Would you say that's faster than a speeding bullet? <laughs> Kick him out. Kick him out. <laughs> He's very fast for a big old boy. Do you guys know he has a brother in the league? Jason Kelsey. Yep, Jason Kelsey is all yeah. center Lineman? for the uh, Eagles. Lineman? The Eagles. He was the one who put on the uh, underdogs mask. Whenever in oh, is that him? Team. Yep, that was him. Oh, that's fun. Underdog. Um, here's another fun fact. Travis Kelsey had his own dating show called Catching Kelsey. I did not know that. Yes, it was very uh, Flavor of Love. Uh, what was the other one that, that uh, Bret Hart had? What was it? Um, Rock of Love? Like very that kind of oriented. 
But uh, they they did it for a few, uh, however long, and then they ended up breaking up. But, uh, yeah, he had his own TV show. That's two times. That's it's twice in a row that our Hot Athlete of the Week had their own TV show. It's true. So kind of crazy. Didn't realize it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll let you guys discuss and deliberate and uh, choose your thing. I already said uh, Travis Kelsey. Very hot. I'm going to say hot. I got to. Mm. Because I think spending a day with this man would be so much fun. He Watching him at the uh, the parade last year, that dude was having the time of his life. That was earlier this year. It was earlier this year. My bad. Yeah. 2020, long year. So, yeah. I say Travis Kelsey, hot. Carson, what do you, what you got any thoughts on Mr. Kelsey here? You know... I might be being a little picky here, but the having having your own dating hey, show that's kind of baller. Focus around you is, ugh, I don't know, a little bit of a turnoff for me. And I'm I'm looking at this picture here of him. He's got a goatee, and I got to be honest, look at a different picture when he has a beard. You gotta you gotta catch this man with a beard, dude. I I I'm looking I'm looking at him right next to each other, but I but the goatee coupled with the dating show, I think it's too much for me. I will say that. I'm not going to give him the sweep. Carson, are you one to talk with your mop top you had the last two years? Listen, I cleaned it up. <laughs> it looks better now. It does. It does look a I lot do better. need a haircut. I do. Yeah, you do need a haircut. It's getting a little long. So you're saying not hot because he had a goatee at one point? Well, the goatee coupled with, really, it's the TV show. The, 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 the TV show focused around dating you. That is... That's a that's a little much. Carson, you're just mad because you've gotten one I mean, Tinder swipe in the last six years. Okay, this man had people Damn. signing up and being on a TV show for him, and you're upset. You're just a hater. Eh. But Matt, here's a question for you: uh, Given the opportunity to hang out with two top tier, two top tier tight ends, uh, who would you rather hang out with, um, Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski? Do I get to hang out with Camille Kostek? I gotta be honest, I don't know who that is. It's Gronk's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just them, you weirdo. Hold on, wait a minute. That's not fair. I think Gronk would be more fun. I'm going Gronk every time, without a doubt. As long yeah, as Tom know. Brady does not show up. If Tom Brady shows up, then I'm going to hang out with Travis. You going to hang out with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I'd hang out with Kermit the Frog. I can't do a Kermit the Frog voice. Anybody, can you guys? No, I can't either. I can do the Muffin Man from Shrek. Good. Do it. Not the gumdrop button. <laughs> that was good. I love that. Uh, thank you guys for <laughs> listening to whatever just happened. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at, at ODP underscore pod. Uh, Matt, what is our Instagram? It is at Open Door Policy Pod. There we go, boys. Uh, don't forget to like, follow us, and uh, subscribe. And actually, rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and always... Have fun. Be safe. Make good choices. LOL. Lots of love. Don't let let the next 15 minutes ruin the next 15 years. And remember, the door is always open. Catch you guys later. Tell somebody you love them.